Hello and welcome to the Absolute Game of Nerds with your non-geek, non-nerd hosts, JP and Rohan. And this is episode 17, we think. And we have a special guest, another collector like ourselves. We have Dale. His IG name is Hulk is Hulk, which is a great name as I, we were talking about prior to the recording. Uh, but Rohan, why don't you go ahead and give him a more or give our viewers a more detailed uh, yeah, so uh, we've often talked about how the comic community, especially on IG, is it's just a very welcoming uh, community. And so, like for guys like me and JP, JP and I met uh, in that comic community on IG. Like we've never actually met in person, right? And so, similarly, um, Dale here of Hulkus Hulk is another guy that we, I've met along the way. Um, it's just another great example. Like if you are into comics, like you should get on Instagram. Not that I'm a big social media guy, but like. I don't have a lot of friends to talk to in in 3D here where I live uh, about comics, but there is a space there and it's like super welcoming. And Dale is just another perfect example uh, of who's out there and who you can make friends with and meet uh, that can help you along your journey. You never know. Um, so everyone say hello to Dale. Dale, how's it going? Hey, guys. Uh, hey, JP, Rohan. I appreciate you having me on the show. Jesus, yeah. you getting attacked again, Rohan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, I'm back in the, the gym. So they're troops doing, they're, the base they're, they're doing work. They're trying to invade. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, so yeah, Dale, thanks for coming on. Uh, we usually always start with kind of a, uh, just get right into it and start with kind of an origin story um, of you. JP and I, like, are, and I'm assuming that you're in your 40s, just like us, like we talked about, you probably started as a kid and then, um, you know, maybe you did have a break or maybe you did, like, kind of tell us your origin story, kind of where it's come along and to where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. But but I just want to thank you guys for having me on the show. Um, you know, one thing that attracts me to your show is... is guys are just a couple normal guys right uh, that like to talk shop uh, about comics you know one of our hobbies one of our passions right and and you know having me just an average guy um as well on the on the show is pretty awesome just we can kind of talk about comics right yeah uh, so my name my name's dale hulk is hulk on on, on instagram similar i uh not a big social media guy but uh you know just I kind of gravitated towards it because of you know the comic book community that I that I did find down there. So I mean that's pretty cool. Um, from Chicago, um, you know, background about me. Um, I, I got a lot of passions, a lot of hobbies in, in my life. Comic books being one of them. Um, my personality is when I when I find an interest in something, like I tend to go all in like crazy obsessed all in and that happened to me, you know, a few years ago as a, a renewed interest in, in comics. Right. Um, but I also have other hobbies. I'm a, I'm a mountain climber, a rock climber. I do big, big mountain expeditions. Just got back from Argentina where, where I did a 23,000 foot mountain. Did you do Aconcagua? I did Aconcagua. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty wow. cool. I'm also a, a, a beekeeper. Um, I love to travel, music. I was played in some bands, amateur boxing. Uh, used to be, not anymore. And I did some writing for a, a boxing website and did some reporting on uh, ESPN Friday Night Fights and stuff. We got so, a Renaissance man. Here. I, I know, and but it's, it's, and, and people try to get me into new hobbies. I got a friend who just was like, "Hey, I, I want to get my pilot's license. Come, you know, learn, you know, how to fly planes with me." And I was like, "Oh, that is so tempting." But I already have too many hobbies to, you know, <laughs> spending too much time and money on these things. Yeah, I, not, not I, like I got to hold myself hobbies, back, you know. Expensive <laughs> exactly. is, is a whole other level. Yeah. And, and to fund all these fun hobbies, uh, 
my day job is uh, I'm an electrical engineer. I work at the local power company as a director of engineering. Right on. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of my my origin story, right? Similar probably to you guys. Started collecting when I was a kid, 10, 11 years old. You know, but I, I like to say I wasn't a collector back then. I was a reader. Yeah. Uh, I mean, nobody cared how many comics you had or like the, the most valuable ones. Now we just, we just love comics. We love pulling them out, sitting in the dirt, you know, rolling them up in our back pockets, reading the comics, reading the stories, uh, trading with each other. So it, my friend that lived behind me, he was the one that got me into comics and, um, his dad would take us to the comic book store, um, you know, maybe once a month and, and, he, he had a lot of comics, right? And I mean, he had just stacks and stacks, hundreds, where I had maybe had a couple dozen. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't grow up rich or anything. And my, my mom wasn't about to give me a bunch of money to, to go buy comics. So I had to scrounge, you know, and-, and I like lunch money. Yeah, exactly. Save my, save my lunch money and um, yeah, buy a comic or two every time I went to the, the, the store with them. But as, as things go, you know, got a little bit older into a girl skateboarding sports that kind of stuff and you know comic books back in the in the late 90s when you're in high school wasn't as cool right so i kind of lost a little bit of interest didn't want to admit to my girlfriend that uh you know, i was in the books. but but you know one thing i did still like to do was watch the, the animated series um, you know of course i wasn't telling my friends and girlfriends that but uh you know i loved i loved the x-men series the spider-man series they had a silver soul surfer hulk series you know so i still love to watch those you know even as a an older teenager you know as you say that like uh, that silver surfer cartoon series so silver surfer as i've talked about many times is my favorite character and i remember i was a kid i was so hyped when they announced that silver surfer cartoon series and it was so disappointing because it honestly, like, I wanted to like it, but it sucked. But it was like poorly, and it, it got canceled after one season. And like, it was like, God, I was like, man, they really effed this up. I was so upset because I too was like, X Men, uh, the X Men '97 series was awesome. Spider Man, uh, New Adventures of Batman, all that stuff I loved. And so like, when Silver Surfer was like, oh, here we go. And like, I remember thinking like, who did they get to draw this cartoon? It was awful. Like, it was it was just like, oh, so bad. It was so when they came on Disney Plus, I don't know, maybe a year ago. I went back and and I did. I, I noticed there's only like eight episodes. I think they yeah. only made it through like half the season of the Silver Surfer, <laughs> and yeah. it was like storyline was a little bad. Yeah, the the art wasn't that great. I, yeah, I they definitely it. put the JV squad on that one. <laughs> I I never saw that cartoon. I never saw that. I know there's. We keep talking about it, and I have yet to go back and watch the Spider Man one because I remember the weird headed Spider Man. But I don't know which and the his amazing friend Spider-Man version, but the one you guys probably watched that was around the same time as X-Men. I, I didn't see that one. I don't know. You why. didn't watch X-Men, JP? Oh yeah. I watched X-Men, but I did not watch that oh. Spider-Man yeah, around this, that same time. Spider-Man, I want to say it's like six seasons long. Um yeah. and actually what was really cool about that, because it is all on Disney Plus, is I recently watched the episodes they did on Secret Wars, and they're pretty cool. Like they're still pretty good. Oh yeah, the, the story is a little bit different, but uh, you know it really focuses around Spider-Man. But yeah, that series is great. I, yeah, I loved it. So Dale, yeah. with your collecting back in the day with your friend, and and uh, do you still have the books from that time? No. So unfortunately, my mom 
being the the non-hoarder, the anti-hoarder that she was, <laughs> uh, you know, once I kind of lost interest, she she tossed all my books. I don't think I had anything very valuable anyway. Um, but you know, it, that was the time with uh, you know around the Jim Lee X Men series coming out, uh, Predator, uh, or sorry, uh, Punisher War Journal was popular. You know, uh, Spawn was new. You know, the Batman comics were pretty popular back then. So I, I had a, a few of those. I don't think anything very valuable. But uh, yeah, my mom tossed them all. The only um, ones she saved, and and maybe she saved them because they were in poly bags, was the the death and rebirth of Superman. Oh, we oh. all thought those were going to be worth so much. <laughs> Literally, did we not know that they printed 50 million of them? Exactly. Right, right. The, the X-Men won. You know, I had a couple of those. Maybe yeah. thought they'd be valuable, but back then I didn't care. I mean, I trashed my comics, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, we um, always talk about the X-Men 1. X-Men 1 and the Spider-Man 1 yeah. at Todd McFarlane's run. Those are like the two most common, and it's for same with JP and I. But I remember that black... The Superman death of that yeah. came in the black poly bag with like this, yep. the emblem in blood. Because I remember like going to a comic store and they were selling it for a hundred bucks, and we had had ours. I went, "Oh man, oh, it's really? hundred dollars! Like <laughs> we are gonna be rich because we have this one, dude. You can buy that comic now for like ten bucks." Exactly. Like I was looking when I got back into comics, I looked up like you can buy the set, the the black poly bag and the white poly bag for like twenty bucks. I'm like, yeah. ah. The, the the two comics my mom saved you know you know <laughs> pretty much worthless i mean they're cool to have it's it's history, oh yeah but like it's uh they're worthless i could have got them but it's cool because i still got them from back when i was a kid yeah yeah the, the wall behind me is my mcfarland books and most of those are ones i had as a kid so i don't know i mean it's hard to see them all but i didn't throw it i had a short box full of comics i kept from the time i stopped collecting through college and i've been lived in three houses since then is it three three or four and kept them all in that time that, that little short box but when i got back into collecting and i've said this on other pods that we've done is i sold some books back in 2017 or 2018 and when i got back into it in 2022 with for whatever reason i think i went back to a, a comic shop and i started to get that nostalgia feel and then took a couple months and then i was full bore back into it and I went out to go buy the books I had sold, which was just like three McFarlands, like the 298, 299, and 300. And I went back yeah. just to get 300 and figured I'd be done after that. So my question to you is, Dale, whenever you got back into it, was there a specific book you went after? Or you just, you know, like I was just going to buy one and be done. And then thousands of dollars later <laughs> here i am with uh a and also what and, and also talk about like what got you back in and when yeah. did you get back in yeah so 2018 is when i got back in and i was on a uh i think i was on a business trip in north carolina i think it was somewhere near charlotte and there was a comic shop just right next to my hotel so i, I had some time to kill and it's like oh hey haven't been in a comic shop since I was a kid, you know, walked in and uh, like you said, it was like a, a slap to the face of nostalgia, right? Just walking in that shop, just, and I, I think I spent a couple hours just rummaging through all the old comics, you know, saw some of the, the, the comics, you know, I probably had as a kid, I read as a kid um, and it, it was just awesome. And kind of, I, I felt like a kid again, you know, going in there 
And but then also I was a little overwhelmed because I realized, oh man, the, the comic game has changed so much, you know, in, in 20 years since uh, I last bought a comic or something. You know, um, I, I was introduced to the, the slabbing, you know, and the grading uh, of comics and. I was like, oh, wow, this is, you know, this is not just a, a happy-go-lucky, fun reading hobby. This is, a, you know, investment um, opportunities as well. But uh, when I got back into it, um, I think I bought a couple comics from that shop in North Carolina. I remember I bought a, a Hulk uh, number eight, which is uh, in, in the volume two, which is a, a story, a fight between Hulk and Wolverine, which is which is pretty cool. Um, they, they've had a few, uh, oh, yeah. you know, 340, I mean, a few 181, you know, you know, so they, uh, I, you know, and then I, then I was like, I got me thinking, I was like, oh, you know, what's, what's the first appearance of Hulk? What's the, I didn't have this, you know, background knowledge. What's the first appearance of Wolverine? And that's when I was like, I, I started looking up some prices on these things. And I was like blown away. I was like, oh my goodness. Like had no idea that these books are, are so valuable. Um, and it just, you know, even piqued my interest even more. So, uh, you know, I, I decided then I wanted to get a Hulk 181, um, and that was something I wanted. But, but even more, the, the ultimate grail that I was um, seeking after was that Hulk number one. So, which I still don't have, and I, I know we'll probably talk a little bit more about. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, well, we're definitely going to get into that a little later. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's the ultimate grail that I that I'm hoping to get. What um, What would you say some of the first like big grails you got were like when you started back into it like in that first year so i, I kind of have uh a so to answer your question a hulk 181 i i jumped into that pretty quickly um i, I had the finances and, and i got it um i actually got it right here i'll i'll show you it's kind of in a case if you can see it oh um, nice 8.5 uh, yeah nice. i know and i so i, I jumped in pretty quick um got it and this was back in 2018 so it was you know a little more affordable back then you know and i know the price jumped up in 2020 is 2021 is as all comic books did and uh, so it's got a little more value um to it now but um even with prices dropping uh, i like you rohan my 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 second favorite character is silver surfer I love the Silver Surfer um, nice. books. The character, it's awesome. Yeah, I can see that so, Silver Surfer four right there on your back wall. Yeah, I got I got a, a four there. Um, and the TTA ninety three. Exactly, and that one's actually my favorite cover of, of all. And I, you know, we, we can talk about uh, my favorite covers and and my the grails that I have. But uh, you know, that's that's definitely my two favorite characters. But I also like you know Wolverine. Um, uh, X-Men, Fantastic Four, uh, even some of the, the non-Marvel, non-DC, uh, Invincible, I think it's a, it's a great series, a great character. But I, I you know, I, I kind of went through an evolution of when I first got back in of, you know, and progression of collecting. At first, you know, I was, I got caught up in the hype and, and, and the speculation of everything, and I just started buying everything. Right. I was, I was even buying like every single comic that was coming out every week, you know, in hopes that it might become a key one day. Right. And but I quickly learned that, uh, you know what, most of these comics, 
you know, lose most of their value the second I purchase them and walk out the door, right? And so I learned pretty quickly. I, I got I to gotta hold back on that kind of stuff. Um, Why do you say that, though, the minute you buy it? like, Well, I mean, most modern comics, uh, and I'm talking about, like, the new ones that are coming out every week. So most modern comics, you know, aren't going to hold any value, aren't going to be worth much, or, uh, more than the value of the paper that they're printed on. So the four bucks you spent to buy it or three bucks, whatever, whatever that's sticker price is, it ends up being a dollar book. Exactly. So you lose yeah. three bucks. So yeah. hopefully you read it and got something I, I would, out of it. I would agree with that assessment. I mean, you know, outside of like the ultimate fallout four and edge of spider verse two, like, yeah, I mean, not you're, many. you're pretty, and then, and then like the thing I always say with the modern thing, it's like, if you even want a shot at it having any value, you've got to buy a copy that they get slapped and you better hope it's a nine, eight. Cause otherwise there's no point. If you're paying for a modern comic, besides just the two or three keys that are modern comics, uh, if it's if you're paying more than you know seventy dollars for a slab nine eight, you know yeah. you're, just, you're you're probably paying too much. And that's the thing, right? You can you buy the book for four dollars, and let's just say like, okay, this this is it. This I'm gonna get this one. This is gonna be the big one. You a modern comic on CGC is at twenty four dollars. Right? Yeah, I and think then, they've raised their prices to, to some around there. So let's just say let's just say thirty dollars, right? Because there's like that um that uh, invoice fee or whatever they have that's like five bucks. Right. And then we'll just say to ship it down and back is we'll say another twenty bucks. Um and then if you get it pressed, we'll just say for instance it's fifteen dollars, right? So let's just say you're looking at right around fifty dollars, right? Like you said, at a modern comic at a nine eight, it's best maybe like seventy five to hundred. And if it's a nine six I mean, you you're under fifty bucks to what that value yeah, is. Exactly. It's like so you've already lost your money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. True. That's why I'd say so. I mean, there's only been a, a handful of of modern comics that are going to be worth you know anything. Um, and and I was making the mistake of just buying everything that's coming out, characters that I books I wasn't reading, characters I didn't like, and just in hopes, right, uh, that one day they'd be valuable. I learned my lesson pretty quick had to cut that out and then so i did turn to like just hell I, I gotta collect established keys right um the ones that you know have value um uh, will increase in value over time you know just because they're sought after books um a couple of them that i bought um i'll go through i just got a couple of them like uh i got a daredevil oh, nice. number one I, I hope to upgrade this one at some point, right? Uh, it's a 1.8. It, it's actually, you know, it's a complete copy. It's a good looking 1.8. Yeah, the, the the cover's attached. It's pretty clean except for the top here. It's got some water damage. But, uh, you know, other than that, it, it's pretty clean. I, I do hope to upgrade it because uh, I, I do want maybe something like a, a four or five in in this book just because just I, I, I do like the character Daredevil. Um, you know. One thing I don't well. I don't understand about the grading process is when you get to nine, there's nine oh nine two four all the way to eight. When you get under one, it's one eight. I think one it's five. the lowest is one eight and <laughs> yeah. point five. There's one. There's no two point eight. There's no. no you know what no. I mean? Like from two oh to, to eight five, there's nothing and there's no eights or six in the, between that, right? So, no, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. And so it's, it's weird too with like the what it's it's two oh one eight one five one oh. Whereas like the nine, like I said, nine two, nine four, nine. Then there's a point five. Yeah, you yeah, get a point, a point five, five. Yeah. one. Yeah, but within one to two is 
you know, they added that 1.8 in yeah. there, you know. Hey. Just give the two for Christ. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. what's the difference? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's more frustrating, though, when it's like you have a book and it's like, in all reality, like, your book any day could be a 9.4, a 9.6, a 9.8, 9.6, a 9.4. It's just like, it's a complete crapshoot at that top. And it's just like, yeah, for crying out loud, especially when they send it back to you and there are no greater notes and it's a 9.4. And you're like, what the hell? <laughs> all right. Well, so let me ask you guys. Um, I've seen nine sixes and nine eights that look exactly the same. You know, the, the, no spine wear, no spine ticks, but they get a nine six versus a nine eight. Um, but at the same time, like you'll see, and this is another thing. Like I don't understand, like the price variation between a nine six and oh. a nine eight. Like huge. J yeah. JP and I talk about this all the time. Oh, yeah. it's, it's the single most frustrating yes. part of, of and this is why in all reality this is why i'm happy that i'm not really a modern chaser and like i'm particularly bronze silver you know and you know hopefully one day maybe i'll get into golden age but like so it's like i'm not really chasing the 90s right i mean obviously there's like a 98 full point one there's several but i don't have a hundred thousand dollars but yes exactly like because the grading is subjective and it's like your nine six can be a nine eight one day and your nine eight could be a nine six the fact that the price increase from a nine six to nine eight makes no sense whatsoever to me. Like, like I've seen a book it'd be nine six. Like I'll give you an example when I and this book is not this is not current pricing, but I was watching a live sale and they had an ASM three sixteen, and at the time they had both a nine eight and a nine six. The nine six was four hundred dollars. The nine eight was a thousand dollars, right? So it's like you already have a two and a half multiplier right there, yeah. and it just like makes no sense. And like. You go on YouTube, right? And you can watch like Bry's comics. He has these books. He always talks about like, CPR candidates. And like, there are books he's shown. He's like, I've tried five times to get this comic and I got it on my fifth time. It's a 90. And it's just like, that is so, <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. Like when there's that level of subjectivity that the price jumps yeah. that much. And, and well, I still haven't figured out the algorithm of, okay, is, is it, is a jump from nine six to nine eight? Is that fifty percent value? Is that hundred percent value? Um, I, I I recently got a, a Star Wars one back from CGC, and it came back a nine six, which which I was really happy about. I was expecting. Is it like a thirty five cent variant? No, it's not. It's not. But <laughs> from seventy seven, you got a nine six. Yeah. The nine six. Exactly. Wow. Does that? Yeah. Where'd you get that one at? You just bought uh, it online, just, or? Uh, for my local comic shop. Um, just, wow. I I, I got. And I'll talk about my the, the guy from my local comic shop. Just he's the real deal. Um, he's awesome. But but I got it from him. He gives me just books really cheap, and it, it was a uh, you know higher grade than I expected. But then I started looking. Okay, the nine six is probably worth you know a, around a thousand dollars. But then the nine eight is going for like forty five hundred dollars. So I'm like, yeah. oh, well, there's a four and a half times multiplier there. Yeah. So what's the difference? You know, sometimes it's fifty percent multiplier sometimes it's you know i think too with, like the, with the star wars one because i think you have to look at the, like the ratio almost of like nine six to nine eight and yeah. so the star wars one is that black cover right so to get the nine eight is exponentially harder to get than in some other books like another example of that from the bronze age is marvel spotlight five now at almost every grade a marvel spotlight five is significantly cheaper than hulk 181 however if you've seen the record price for a Hulk 181 9.8 is 138,000. Now it's obviously comes down wasted, but the Marvel Spotlight 5 9.8 is over $200,000, right? So I think there's some like you know you have to look at like you know how many how hard is it to get the 9.6 versus or another good example of this is like um, 
Spider-Man 301, right? Which is like the homage of 300. It was the first homage. Yeah, like, the, the white cover. The white cover. The 9.8s are like, there's tons of 9.6s out there. There's very few 9.8s. And so it's like, if you get a 9.8 in that book, it's like $1,200. But if you get a 9.6, it's like 150 bucks, right? So I think there's, there's, there's the correlation that has to do with, now I'm not saying it's like a perfect science. Like there's definitely like variations, but like, I think there's definite something to do with like, how many nine eights are there compared to nine sixes? Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Well, the, yeah. I think it was the, the nine eight on the ASM 300. There was a, a newsstand copy I saw on elite sit for sale for 20 grand. Yeah. And then the same, then the direct copy was on sale for how much wasn't it? Like 5,000, 4,000. 4, so, it was I don't and when I got back into it in twenty early twenty twenty two, a buddy of mine telling me to buy nine eights only buy nine eights, and I swear I saw <clears throat> the newsstand ASM three hundred for like six grand in March of twenty twenty two, and then end of last year Elite had that same newsstand for twenty thousand. So yeah. I could have just bought that last year and made fifteen grand. I mean, I couldn't believe it, but then the direct one is still 4,000 bucks and probably hasn't moved much. So yeah, I, that's I, another I, factor too. I necessarily, I, you know, and I don't know where you, you, where you stand on this table. Like I do think the newsstand premium is a bit out of hand. Like, yes, I'm not saying they shouldn't be worth more, but like, like you said, 4,000 to 20,000. Like, I feel like that's a bit much. And it's like, especially too, if you think about it, like if you got a nine, six direct, right that is probably cheaper than like a nine two newsstand and i just think like in 30 years what i think like i'd rather have a nine six or a nine two newsstand like i don't know it, the newsstand premium i think is i get why it's there i feel like it's a little bit overboard though yeah me too I, i'm not a news chan newsstand chaser um it, it doesn't really matter to me it's it's i i get right they're they're more rare you know in a lot of the the, the more modern books they're a lot more rare um but to me it doesn't really make a difference um and, and well and I'll, I'll, I'll point out one thing this is one of my favorite covers um it's and it's actually you know if you see it's Holt 344 and it came out the same month as spider-man 300 right yeah both both drawn by todd mcfarland and you know hulk you know has the same posture as, as spider-man and, and asm 300 and obviously he was drawing him, you know, right around the same time. Here, here's a, I got, I got a bunch of these here. Here's the, the direct copy, right? It's got a cool little McFarlane sketch of a Hulk face. And then the newsstand, the barcode. I'd yeah. rather have the, I'd rather have the cool sketch that McFarlane did of the Hulk face. Than the, yeah. Than we the, talked about this with our, in our interview with Manu, who loves the newsstand. Oh, yeah. like, you know, if you had your choice, of course, you're going to pick more As a kid, than just lines. That's the one I grabbed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rowan, the pictures I sent to you the other day of my drawings, like yeah, that yeah. Hulk face is on on that where that direct copy is. Like yeah, that's, yeah. That's where I took that from. So I would I have the same copy behind me. I don't know if you can see it too right about here. Oh yeah, three forty four, yeah. and and mine's um mine's direct. So and I'm kind of surprised as I go back through my old collection of how much I had newsstand because majority of them were bought at the comic shop. Yeah, so they all should have been oh, direct. Really? So I don't know why they were, unless they traded them in. You know, like maybe they got them on trade. Probably is what happened. But like I have a three forty that's newsstand. I didn't know the difference back then. I just wanted the copy, and um, you know, so it, it was. I remember the ones I bought at the Seven Eleven, 
and their newsstands, obviously. But any other one I bought at the comic shop, you'd figure they should have been. Uh, yeah. Most of them directs. So. Yeah, and then when I, I mean, when I am looking at a book where, you know, let's just say there is a newsstand version. To me, it's just like I don't really care. It's just like whatever I can find a better, the good value, better deal on is what I'm going to go for. That's direct. That's newsstand. But the, the thing of it is, is you you got to think about when direct became less or more prominent and when newsstands did not. So yeah. by mid 80, you know, everything was newsstand by that point. And then, but again, if you have a direct, that's, you know, 80, early eighties, that's probably pretty rare because yeah. there wasn't yeah. as many at that point. So that's something to consider. But then as you get to the mid eighties and on that newsstand became rarer. So to find one in higher grade gives you the premium, but you know, cause their thought is, is that you, you took care of it when you bought it from the, comic book yeah. store yeah so i mean even uh, even when like there isn't that lower ratio of them like a lot of them still get a premium just because of like the mindset yeah. of when they were bought like you buy this at a comic store it's going in a bag and board you buy this at safeway you're rolling it up and you're putting it in your back pocket going on um, the rack. and you know yeah. i get that and like like i said i i understand why there's a premium i do think on a lot of comics like i think it's it's just a bit extreme uh well, like we talked with manu he's got that ultimate fallout four nine eight newsstand now right he's he's posted that so it's out there and like the multiplier on that is unknown because one hasn't been sold and you know he you know it's it's astronomical right ultimate fallout for nine eight direct you can buy i see one posted literally every day and it's around 16 to 1700 dollars right now yeah. right it used to be like right around 4k Jeez. that newsstand i mean it's it's pushing upwards of six figures so it's it's crazy well, after that interview with with Manu, I, I started looking for those nine eights because getting them <clears throat> the rarity of a nine eight newsstand with signatures and if Todd signed it with you know red ink and whatnot. So like all these little factors come into it. So it just all depends on what someone's willing to pay. Yeah. In in my exactly, opinion. Right. You know, like I bought I got a Hulk or a Amazing Spider Man three twenty eight. Now you said three forty four was your favorite Hulk cover, right? So one of my favorites was ASM 328, where Spider-Man fights the Hulk. Yeah. If you remember that one. And yeah. so I've had that one since I was a kid. So I found a, a 9-8 newsstand signed by Todd and probably paid more than I would have paid because I don't really care about signatures, but just the rarity of it I bought. But again, I like the one I have has the little picture of the Hulk in the bottom left-hand corner, yeah. not the barcode, but... Again, the rarity of that to find them newsstands signed. If you look at CGC registry, there's, I think, 130 autographed 9.8s. I don't know how many are newsstand, probably less than a handful. Yeah. But does that mean I'm going to get $20,000 someday for it? Probably not. Yeah, not you know, if it's so, not a big key. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it's the last one McFarland drew on ASM. Yeah, I, I got so It has some I... key significance, but you, you never know. But I don't yeah. expect that, yeah. but... You know, that's that's a small price to pay just to see what the hell happens, but I wouldn't spend twenty thousand. I hope it goes to a hundred, you know what I mean? Yeah. It probably won't. But but no, that that's a great cover too, where where Spider Man's smashing Hulk, you know, and I think he like hits him all the way to the moon. I, I had a copy of that. Yeah, I had a copy of that and um a raw copy and I, I sent it in and, and had it signed by McFarland, so it's pretty nice. cool. It, it came back a, a nine six too, which I was. Oh, really that's happy good. About. I, I feel that's even, it was tough. Like um, with the signature thing too, it's like you. We all saw the videos that the CGC was posted. I mean, there are tens of thousands <laughs> of books he signed. I mean, he had to do two trips 
like yeah. over a week long just to get through them all. And so it's like to get a high grade after it's signed is like such a crapshoot because it's like how delicate can you be when you're literally signing 10,000 books at a time? You know what I mean? And so it's like when I see people get a 9.8, I'm like, damn, you got lucky. Yeah, it's a, a couple on my wall here that I sent in. That I have another Hulk 344 that I sent in and got um, signed, came back at 9.4, and then uh, a Hulk 340 um, that came back uh, 9.2. So, which I was happy with. Yeah. Now that that's one I I have the same one. Mine's nine two. I sent mine in in September of last year, and then he announced the signing. And oh. and again, I wasn't big on. I wasn't going to send mine back because I didn't want to lose the grade because I was pretty happy right. with getting that grade. But I was like, damn it! I sent I sent like three forty in. I think two ninety eight or two ninety nine. I sent enough to, and a and a Batman four twenty three. I could have could have got them all signed, but. I, signing wasn't a big deal because I didn't. I was more into I want to meet the guy, and have yeah. him sign. But then I think through the process of going to a comic book convention, sitting in line, and then I've heard stories of people getting right up. Matt from Absolute Geek told a story that he got to the front of the line, and right when he got to the front of the line, whoever he was waiting for to it was sign, Stan Lee, Martin, Tom McFarland came and grabbed him for lunch. Took him oh. to lunch, so he sat another hour. I'm like. That would be my luck or, you know, the guy would be, a, not that he's a jerk, but maybe, maybe he's annoyed that day. You know, I mean, yeah. like, I, I mean, think about signing, you know, 10,000, your name 10,000 times in a day. Oh, I'm man. sure people get annoyed. And I, you know, sometimes it's not that good of an idea to meet your heroes because you might be disappointed. <laughs> um, sometimes maybe you are, you know, happy you did it. I, I don't know. So I, I just sort of stayed away from the signing because I didn't want to go through, you know, sitting in line and, you know, unless you meet them at the mall, but no one's in, none of them were in Pittsburgh at any time. Yeah. So, so yeah, I didn't get I, that I, lucky. But You know, Todd McFarland, I don't think, you know, I'll probably have the opportunity or at least I'm not like seeking the opportunity to meet him in person. Um, so he was one and he was the only one I've ever sent in to, to get signed. Um, I do have an ASM 300 that I didn't send in for the same reason. I didn't think I'd get the grade back on it um yeah it's a nine six but uh, when oh, i look yeah. at it when i look at it i'm like there, there's quite a few spine ticks in there i i don't think it's going to come back at nine six well that's the thing too is like i have i sent in my asm 300 to that and it came back in eight five and like i was fairly confident it was at least like a nine two and so when i got the like, oh but now that it's signed it's like it's hard to like because now i have to add a signature add a cgc sign b to get them to read so it's just like right kind of like i would have much well, that, rather just kept it raw and tried to get it at a nine plus the, the dave michelini will be uh he has a signing coming up through cgc so you can send that in and get them to sign it yeah but then get him so both there's two so there's that um but then you have to you have to rely on ccs to press it and i just you don't hear good things about ccs so it's like i wouldn't put but there's another guy, his name is Rich Hen, and he travels around, goes to conventions, and just like facilitates signatures. And he's a CGC facilitator. He okay. also hosts his own private events. He's also having Michelini come to him and he's gonna have him sign. And then he will press it himself. And like I talked to him about this in detail because I have my eight five and I talked to him about this. And so it was like it was $45 for the signature. And then he's like, and if you want me to press it afterwards. It's seventy-five dollars. I was like, I was like, you know, do you mind if I ask? I get you're a CGC guy, so you can charge a premium. But you know, a normal clean and press is fifteen dollars. And he was like, 
He's like, you're totally right. Here's the thing. I'm going to work on your book. Like if you pay me to do this, like I'm going to make sure it has the best out of it as possible. That doesn't guarantee anything, right? but I'm going to do my best. And so if I was to do it, it would be through him, but it's like, so that's 45 plus 75 plus shipping. And then it's like, it's still not a guarantee. And like, yeah. he was like, he's like, he's like, and be a warned, like it could come back a lower grade. Like sometimes books are, <laughs> and I'm just like, so I don't know if I'm going to do it. Like if I was doing it, I have to send it by next week. Um, so I don't know. I've, I've been debating it. I, I think it yeah. comes down to like, if you had the book since you were a kid, you don't really have a whole lot into it. Yeah. But if you bought the book for a couple hundred bucks and then you got another hundred, 200 into shipping and signing and pressing, now you better get that grade to justify yeah. it. You know? So that's, that's the tough part. I, I find it is had I not sent mine in to get graded, I would have probably just done the signing. Cause I, they were all books I had as a kid. So there wasn't a whole lot involved in, yeah. in cost wise, but now I don't want to re you know, get them broken open and more damage could happen. It just, that's the, yeah, that's exactly. the biggest problem. It's, it's, it's fun to go and collect and buy, but then doing these of signings, re re um, slabbing, you know, pressing that's something i don't do i don't know if you guys do i know rowan you don't do pressing but Dale, don't. do you do any pressing no i get it done you know, that's but another thing to maybe get into i've never had one pressed because i don't want to send my book out you know there's just it's a lot of um because of where i live it isn't the easiest to go places and just drop stuff off yeah you're, you're so outside of are you in pittsburgh outside of pittsburgh i'm north of pittsburgh now so i'm okay. like uh, erie erie pa Another okay. one of the Great Lakes, you know, not near you. You must you're near which lake? Yeah, I'm on I'm on Lake Michigan. Lake Michigan. So, um, it isn't a, the vast area of comic people. So, I don't think anyone's around me. I could I could get it pressed unless I went to a show. And the most recent show I went to near State College, Pennsylvania, had CGC there, and that's the first show I've ever been to that actually had CGC in the last ten shows I've been to. Yeah, I think so, I think they're they're being more out there this past year because I've seen them post that they're at because like I feel like the year prior when I was just getting back in it was like they were at San Diego, New York, and you know L.A. or even like Chicago, like the few big yeah. ones. Like they didn't come to Seattle last year when I went to Emerald City Comic Con, but this year they were at Emerald City Comic Con. They're at the one you went to, and I've seen a post about a bunch of other ones. So I think I feel like they're trying to make definitely like it uh, presence at as many as they can versus how at least. And again, that could have been because of COVID or whatever, and they you know, now they're ramping back up. I don't know what it was like pre-COVID. So, no, I mean the show I'm going, I'm going to try to go to this weekend. There's no CGC at it because I have a couple Spawn books I want to get pressed and then submitted in. But that's it's just all you know. It's not. Sometimes it's easier to go buy the slab yeah. on eBay and be done with it, right? You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean? especially so like when there. you can buy the grade that you want to buy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I, the same thing. I've done I've, that. So. Yeah. Dale, I, do you collect Marvel cards at all? Uh, no, I, I have a few, but uh, I got a couple Hulk and a couple Silver Surfer. Yeah, so we've I, interviewed. I don't, I don't collect them. We've interviewed a couple card guys, and it kind of like got my mind rolling. It's like now comics. I have a lot of comics I want to collect of various characters and storylines, but when it comes to the cards, I only really have an interest in, in collecting Silver Surfer cards. And right now. Right now, <laughs> yes, we'll say right now. <laughs> And it's like, I have a bunch of cards and I can buy raw cards, let's just say. But then to like, you know, with cards, it's like, as we talked about with Justin last week, it's like almost like, unless it's like something that's super rare, it's kind of 10 or bust, right? Just like we talked about with modern comics. Yeah. And to get a 10 is so hard. And it's like, you could just buy 10s. 
for the cost it would take you to send in multiple cards to hope to get a 10. And so it's like, I don't even want to bother trying to submit cards because it's like, I can just buy them. They're not, they're not, the Silver Server cards I'm getting, like, they're the, the if you remember the cards from 1990, 91, 92, the Marvel Series 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. Like, you could get them on eBay for 25. Like, I've sniped a couple for, on minimum bid options for 25 bucks, PSA 10s. And it's like, that's way cheaper than it would be for me to submit to PSA and hope to get a 10. Get hope to get a 10. Yeah, exactly. And, and I do that, you know, when I'm buying like a raw book, I kind of do my research and say, oh, you know, how much more can I get this probably equivalent grade, you know, already on eBay slabbed in a, yeah. in a grade that I, I'm confident, you know, that's going to be the grade versus, you know, well, I'm guessing this is going to be the grade. It might be higher, it might be lower, you know, that's the risk. So yeah, I do the same thing. Yeah. And that's why I'm glad, like I said, like with the bronze and silver, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, a, I can't afford nine eights. So I'm not worried about nine eights. For me, it's more just like, I want to own this book. So I want to own a piece of history. Like, and like, a, I want a grade that's presentable. That's all that matters. Yeah. So me too. Me too. And, and like, I'll show you a couple of my other, like I got, uh, and you know, in some of these older books, yeah, nine eights just unattainable. You know, I, I got the, I know, uh, I think JP, this is your, your favorite book, right? Yep, one of my top. Yep, definitely. The a ASM one twenty nine. It's a seven yeah. five. I mean, it's awesome. Decent higher mid grade. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I, I do have a nine eight in the in the Wolverine That's uh, limited number. series number one, which is pretty cool. Oh, here's that uh, Star Wars one that came back at nine six. I can't believe that nine six, and you bought it from the local comic shop. Like, yeah. did you know it was? It oh, had so, to be. Yeah, let me tell you about this guy. Like, I, I just. I stumbled on uh, just just the most awesome shop, most awesome shop owner, great guy. Uh, this guy knows. I mean, he's the expert. I mean, he he's probably the only other guy like that I just get to talk shop, you know, about comics. You know, I don't have you know any other friends or coworkers that uh, collect comics. Uh, it's kind of similar to you guys, but uh, so I go in there every week, just you know, spend an hour talk to him. Um, What's his name? His name's Terry uh, from Unicorn Comics. Okay, yeah, my brother was saying like he can't find he hasn't he doesn't know any good shops in Chicago. And he lives there, so I'll tell him Unicorn Comics. Okay, yeah, Unicorn Comics. I mean, small little hole in the wall shop, right? What He's, what what neighborhood? Um, it's it's by Lombard. Okay. And um, so just you know, he's I think he's had the com he's the shop there for over forty years. Um, wow. You know, just just. Uh, old school, very knowledgeable about all things comic, Marvel and DC. And and he's really in it just for the love of comics. Right. He, right. he could care less about making money. He, I mean, he's got he's got a policy that once he puts a price on a book, it stays there. You oh, know? even if the book goes up. <laughs> it, if, if the book goes up and so like and he's got boxes that probably haven't been opened in in 20 years and I'll be going through them and I'll be like, I, I found a bunch of uh, Hulk 449s, right? Oh, and that's uh, Thunderbolt. The, the first Thunderbolts, right? Yeah. And and he was selling them for for twenty bucks, and Jeez. you know, and I was like Terry, like, and this is when there was speculation, you know, the movies come out. I'm like, hey Terry, I mean, I want to buy all of these. There's like seven of them. You're selling them for twenty bucks each. You probably get like a hundred bucks, and they were like really nice condition. And he's like, no, you can have them for twenty. I like Terry. I, I mean, I, I appreciate it, and I, I always give him a little extra just because you know he's just he's a just a 
really good, decent guy. I actually, that's the only time I've really flipped some books. I sent those into CGC. I think out of the seven books, um, five of them came back nine eights. Dang. And, yeah. And then, so I bought them for 20 bucks and I, I, and then I sold them at the peak like a year ago. Perfect. Um, and they were going five, five, six hundred dollars. Yes. <laughs> that I was pretty it. cool. Yeah. I love it. And, and, and I'm not, I'm really not in this for like a, a resale thing. I like collecting the books, but I saw the opportunity there. Totally. And, um, We're the yeah. same way. Like you see something and it's like, I don't need that book, but like there's opportunity there. Yeah. Like by all means, there's no reason not to, because it's going to help you get to where do you want to get to with what you want. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and I mean, awesome. the, sh the short term like game, you know, and, and trying to get those short term returns and comics, it's so hard and time consuming. I'm really in it for the long term. You know, I, I'm buying these books. I'll probably hold them for 20, 30 years. Everything's got a price. If somebody comes and offers me, you know, a ridiculous amount of money for one of my books, of course, I'm going to sell it. But, uh, you know, I, I'm really not into selling uh, unless yeah. one of those cool opportunities comes along. Yeah. I, you know, just what I was going to say, it's, it's great that you have that guy that has that kind of um, mindset when it comes. It's like any, you know, he's done it for 40 years. He's probably more than settled and fine with what his life is. And, and so he doesn't need to like play yeah. that game. That's great. Cause I, what I find frustrating is like, especially now, I feel like it's very common. Now you'll see people price comes like, Oh, this is uh FF 52 and I've got it graded at a six Oh, and therefore the price is this. And it's like, it'll be the price of a graded six Oh. And it's like, no, you can't sell a raw <laughs> copy six Oh that you think is a six Oh for a six Oh price. Like, there's a reason that graded comics have a premium and that like frustrates, especially now when like you see some guys like, Oh, this is a nine, eight. It's like, you don't know that. Like no. we, we just talked about how subjective a nine, eight is like, you can't sell this. Exactly. At nine, eight. Like, this is crazy. And I, and in my personal experience, I've always, whenever I bought a book raw and they said it's X grade, I'm yet to be always lower. <laughs> I've yet, and I know it does happen. I know there are good guys out there. This guy that you're talking about sounds like a good guy. I admit to have that experience. I've always ended up getting like, half a grade or a full grade lower than what they thought it would be oh for sure and they I, always are like i'm i overgrade i'm very conservative with my grade it's like okay oh sure, they all but, say that they yeah. all say that it, it never happened i i think i've had it once where i bought like a book off a, a claim sale sent it in and it came back higher but every other time it, it it's come back yeah. lower yeah you guys watch um lords of the long box or listen I to actually them haven't checked. I, I just had you talk but i've yet to check them out i got to though they only have you ever checked them out no i i i, I don't typically watch any like the YouTube type stuff, but like I, I walk my dog every morning and it's become a chore, but I, I guess I enjoy it a couple miles every, every morning and whether rain, sleet or snow, I'm walking that damn dog. Um, so I listen to podcasts now used to be financial podcasts. Now I, you know, a little bit of comic stuff and Lords of the long box is uh, the guy named TiVo. And then he has miss bird city. Her husband has bird city comics in Arizona. And then yeah. this guy, JB, another collector, uh, Miss Bird City and JB have great voices for radio, and uh, Miss Bird City looks pretty nice to watch on YouTube as well. But <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I think I follow her on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, she looks good and she has a great voice. So if you listen to it and JB, they're both TiVo's good too. I love his. Uh, he goes off on these little tangents sometimes about things, but it's a good show to listen to as well as watch. So if you can listen to it, I, I would I would you know recommend it. But either one thing that TiVo said was he hates when people on 
eBay put, I'm not a professional grader, but look at the pictures. I'm, I put that on every one of my eBay sales because I'm not a professional grader. I'm letting you know that I don't know for sure. And that's just my way of letting somebody know. And, and TiVo's like, you need to know. I'm like, we don't all, he's not a professional grader. I'm yeah. not, you know. Yeah. Not even the CGC guys are professional graders. Because I would rather so. I would rather someone say I'm not a professional grader. Check the pictures. This right. is my price. Versus someone being like, "This is a nine two. This is my price." Or, or the one that says, "I'm not a professional grader. Check the pictures." And there's two pictures. It's like, well, yeah, yeah I, that, I can't really that's see what it. Frustrates yeah. me. But, but I get me it. That, that's pictures. frustrating. Like, you, you would want somebody to commit to grade, but like, I would never commit to grade if I was selling a book, right? Yeah, uh, on a raw book, I, no way. You know, because just because it's so subjective, and like you said, not even the CGC graders are, are that consistent either. So no, and again, if you're looking at a graded book, it's a different story. But again, even people, you said yourself, you have a nine six that has some spine ticks, and if it was like a twenty thousand dollar book or or more, I guarantee someone's looking at that book saying, "Oh, it's got spine ticks. It's probably not yeah. a real nine six. And exactly. I'd be like, listen, it's a nine. Don't crack it then. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. a nine six. That's the price. It doesn't matter if you think it would come back differently. Don't crack it then. It's a nine six. Like that's in stone. Like to check the grader and the grade itself and say that's not the right grade. That's like ridiculous, you know, yeah. but I can get the raws. Obviously, there's some leeway, right? You know, here and there. But once it's graded, I mean, I want one that presents well, you know, so if I'm buying like a six five, I don't want a big crease down the middle. Cause I'm going to put them on my wall. I'm okay. If there's a rip on the back because I don't see the rip, I'm just going to put it like you have on your wall. On, same with me. It, it, it just matters presenting wise where the, the, um, you know, screw ups are, I guess you'll say. Um, yeah. but that's all I care about when I buy a graded book. I'm not going to bitch and say you have it priced too high. It is what it is. I just want to make sure it's presentable, but you know, yeah. everyone has their opinion, but. Well, and that's, you know, I'm, I'm on the hunt now for a uh, Hulk number one, right? Um, and obviously Hulk is my favorite character. I, you know, I fell in love with Hulk. Why is Hulk your favorite character? Is that because Ghost. your IG name is Hulk is Hulk? <laughs> and, <then why? laughs> and tell us why Hulk is your favorite character. <laughs> well, so, I mean, it, you know, it goes back to nostalgia, right? When, you know, when I was uh, probably six, seven, eight years old, uh, I loved the Incredible Hulk series, the Bill Bixby, Lou Ferrigno oh, yeah, yeah. series, right? And, and this was mid, late 80s. Right. And, you know, by then it, it was reruns. But I mean, those reruns, reruns came on uh, Saturday sometimes, but always on Sunday afternoon. And my dad and I, every Sunday, you know, we were watching that that next uh, episode. And just I, I loved, you know, I was a little kid. I would jump around pretending I was Hulk, you know, yeah. growling like Lou Ferrigno would. Um, so, you know, and then when I got into comics, you know, I kind of naturally gravitated towards the Hulk because I loved the show. So uh, what's the uh, strategy? What's the plan? Uh, the, the hunt for Hulk one. We've done it. We did an episode. Yeah. Of Hulk 181. So, so what's the hunt for Hulk one look like for you? The, the Hulk. So I, you know, I, I've really, I, I've had a couple opportunities over the years to buy a Hulk one, but uh, just, just because of that, that price tag, you know, there, there's so much. Um, I just want to make sure I'm getting the right one. Um, Is it great like, or raw? Great. Great or raw? Graded. grade i i'm not for that amount of money yeah, i, I want to make sure i'm getting the grade yeah. right you know somebody could say hey this is like we were just talking about right how oh, this is a this is a 3.0 right um 
you know what well, then i might be more worried cool. about like restoration that i couldn't see or exactly isn't the hulk one doesn't it have like there's that that's for that's well known for being restored or have color touch up on that hulk book yeah from what i yes. heard Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so not to mention, you're also looking, it's the rarest Silver Age book there is. Yes. Right. It, so it's like, and that's why, I mean, it's when he comes to Silver Age, right? It's AF15s at the top. And then it's either Hulk one or Showcase four. Like that's the yeah. top three books of the Silver Age. And, and right. The Hulk one is, you know, admittedly, it's probably not the most popular and like sought after, but just because of the rarity, I think there's less than 2,000 of them like yeah. known out there right so there it's very rare there's not many of them out there and that's why you know the value is so high now there's a there's another podcast i listen to and they also have youtube it's called bronze and modern gods you guys know those yeah I that show yeah. All? okay so you got john and richard now richard is, lives in cleveland and he went to a show this weekend or a couple weekends ago and he was with a dealer that I know who's going to be at the shows, I, all the shows I've been to recently and will be there this weekend is it's nerd box comics. Somebody brought to the, to that and a book bag, just in, just in a bag, not even boarded, not graded. It was AF 15 or amazing Spider-Man one and a bunch of other major keys from that era, including Hulk one. So he wanted to sell them to nerd box. And what they agreed to do was to send them into CGC and then nerd box was going to buy them for the grade. So I know Nerdbox will probably flip it. So he's someone maybe to get to get a hold of because okay, uh, they were looking at it with their phone with the light to see if there was any restoration, any cut, trimming, and all that kind of stuff that I would worry about buying it raw. So um, yeah, I'm also worried about like I've heard some horror stories, um, especially with Hulk One, that there's fakes out there and people are selling yeah. fakes on on eBay for you know 20 grand and then you know people are sending them into cgc and all of a sudden and, and even they even like have them graded too that are fake and uh so that scares me right you know, you know I, what i will say you know we we had a little kind of like we'll call it a little gripe session on cgc one thing i do, am, am amazed about is like their database for everything that there is comic wise out there is quite impressive um and like, there are things that they will recognize that we didn't even know are things. Um, so I'll give you an example, like, and this goes, this is a card example, just cause I saw it recently. Um, so the Marvel series one, 1990, the by Impel, they have that whole series. There are a few cards that are out there that were what they called, what, what did he call them? There, they were like promo they called them like they were in cello packs. I don't know what that means, but they were like, they were to promote these cards, this series. And the only way you can tell the difference of these cards and the other ones is the color on the card is a little bit darker, more saturated. And then two on the back, all the regular series ones cards say at the very bottom in small print, exclusively distributed by Impel. And these promo cards don't say that. And no one ever knew that. And CGC, just, like they just started grading Marvel cards, put that out there and were like, this is a special rare version of this card. And so it, I want to like, I would be very curious to like interview someone at, at CGC to be like, how is this database compiled? Like the amount of information that's out there. Um, it's just, that is very fascinating to me. Yeah. So I'll give them props point. on that end. Yeah. Well, supposed to know, you know, how many graded books, like you said, there's less than 2000 Hulk books, but 
how many raw it'd be no, good to know how many raws are out there still in decent yeah. condition too to compare that to the graded version you know uh, it's nice to know how many nine eights versus are on this you know rarity but there's less there probably are, there are no nine eights of the whole, whole no so there, no. there's no yeah no nights i and i don't think there's any nine sixes either i think there's yeah. just nine nine couple nine i saw fours. i saw Jeez. um so there's a guy and we're actually going to interview him in in may his name is vincent i can't remember his last name but he's the guy he's the guy from my picture jp with the batman one superman one of the action comics one he he runs comic connect and if you follow josh's comic books on yeah. ig he does the big boy books of the week yeah vince was this week vince and he had he had a action comics one 3.0 first off but he has a hulk one and it's a 9.2 and i think they said that there's only one or two other copies that are nine four that are above that copy. yeah yeah no I, I i saw that post it was awesome i had to comment yeah. on that I, I mean that's i'm never gonna get a, a 9.2 yeah right? and i so. saw blue chip comic which is another seller on instagram they had an 80 hulk one and he had it listed at two hundred fifty thousand dollars. so that nine two hulk is easily a million dollar book oh yeah for sure and and i mean you guys, are, you got some ballers on this uh, podcast, you know, some high dollar books. <laughs> That's right? why you're here, Dale. That's yeah. why you're with us. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm humbled. You know, you'd have me on because you know I'm hoping, well, I'm hoping for a, like a, anywhere from a 3.0 to a 5.0. Um, now, do game. you have Hulk two, three, four? Do you have any other in that series? I do. So, so okay. the past two years, I was kind of, I got sidetracked, but I was on my evolution of. of of collecting comics right and i was buying everything at the time and then i kind of moved to keys i bought a whole bunch of keys and then you know but a lot of them i was buying and it's probably just for you know investment sake you know but i, I you know wasn't really attached to the books or the characters right i was just buying them to buy them but you know what, what i really found was was the most fun over the past couple of years i decided i was going to buy every issue of hulk right um all the volumes there's been seven or eight volumes and i oh, wow. and i so and it just recently a couple months ago i got every hulk book except hulk one right that's the <laughs> only one i don't have I, there, there's over over 800 books that i that i got and i didn't buy them off ebay it was you know it was a two-year journey where i just kind of went through the hunt and you know went to comic book shops around chicago went to the cons um you know, whenever I travel for work or vacation, I'd, I'd find the comic shops and just kind of. And you still have them the all. Gaps. Still got them all, yeah. And uh, so, so I, I got all the the Hulks. I'm working on Silver Surfer. I'm almost uh, doing the same thing with Silver Surfer, and then and I'm and I might go to like Fantastic Four or something. Yeah, but Man, so I, I, me, I've never had that might be so hard to get Fantastic Four one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a little little more difficult. So let me ask you this question: So to get Hulk one, are you just saving money or are you looking to trade for it or because like theoretically right you could sell hulks two through six yeah. and have enough money to buy hulk one but you don't want to do that i don't know maybe no, you do i don't no i don't i, I don't want to sell my my hulk books i got two through six and then you know like 181 yeah i could sell all those and buy a pretty decent copy of hulk one but i've been saving money you know um i've, I've got the funds to to buy one um i right now you're just looking for the right deal then yeah so uh, and kind of my, my game plan you know kind of mention it out on here get get the word out maybe put a couple posts on Instagram. yeah like, I think hey i'm looking right like, you should put absolutely put it out there be like hey i'm in search of hulk one yeah and like i've always had people like be like hey i've seen one there it's happened to me like absolutely yeah but yeah. I, I want the right book i you know i 
I don't want to get taken advantage of either. I want to get a, you know, a, a fair price, right? And I, I'm willing to pay a, pay a fair price. Um, I'm there, C2E2 is this weekend in Chicago, uh, you know, one of the bigger cons. So I'm, I'm going there, you know, I'm not going there with the mindset, oh, I got to walk away with a Hulk yeah. one, because uh, I know there will be some there. But, you know, I, I want to make sure it's a good presentable copy in between a 3050. Yeah, that's probably what I can afford. Book and you've got the money. I you be picky. Yeah. Have you been you've been to C2E2 before? Yeah, I went last year. And how, how is that been like three or four years ago? Is it a lot of comics there or is it mostly pop culture stuff too? Yeah, so I've been to there's probably more comics at C2E2 than than some of the other cons I've been to. Uh, like like you said there's there's a lot more it's a majority of other pop culture type stuff but there, there's quite a few comic book sellers there and uh the, la- and artists. the last two I, I went to were pop culture and there was like five vendors so it's hard to find especially yeah. that the book that rare you're looking for c2e2 is a big show i think you'll you'll definitely see it there yeah. but price wise may be the issue but i'm just saying like as long as there's a good amount of comic book dealers there's a good chance of getting there Okay, yeah, there are, and, and I've been there before, and I've seen that book. Um, and okay. you know, at least a handful of copies will be there, uh, floating around. But I, I think there are less up for sale, um, since kind of the, the, the downturn in the market. Um, I think people might be holding on to them, waiting for the price to go back up. Um, Do you so think- I, I think there's, I've seen less available in, in the past few months as I've been searching now. Marvel does not own the rights, movie rights to Hulk. Not yet. They don't, the right, yeah. they, don't, they don't own Universal. the rights. They don't own the to make a solo, a solo Hulk movie. Yeah. Until but I think that 2025, I think, or something like that. Right. So, do you think is that? I mean, are people holding them because the value dropped? I mean, if you've had this in your collection for years, you've made money on it. Maybe not as much as you could have sold in 2021. So, why hold it now unless there's anticipation that something's going to catapult this thing higher? Because it's just normal time and inflation that works on these older books because the movies don't always you know yeah that that's what i've learned recently the the movies haven't been a big driver right you'll see a a quick spike but it it always goes back down yeah right so i i don't think people i mean maybe people are trying to catch it on that that just really quick spike but I think but too, I, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy it then anyway. You know. I right. think too, like right now, right there's 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 been obviously you know the books have come back down, which is great for people like us that want to buy. I think like right now, if you've got the funds and you can find the books you want, right now is such a good time to yeah. buy Silver Age books because it seems right now that a lot of like what we'll call them like big game hunters when it comes to like big book buyers are all looking at golden age books right now. Right. And so silver age and like super wrong, like golden age is great. And I understand why there's tons of value there. Like to me personally, it's like, I like big keys and it's like, I can, the books that a golden age I can afford would be just like a random Superman golden age book. And it really doesn't interest me. Like I'd much rather have first appearance of silver surfer. Let's just say versus like Superman 32. Right. right. I can't afford Superman one. Right. And probably, you know, unless I find it at a garage sale that they don't know what they have, like it's probably not in the cards for me. And so like, but eventually, you know, things always change. And then like the Silver Age will come back to popularity like it did during the boom. And like those books are going to go back. I mean, I think Hulk one with that rarity component to it, like if you can get your hands on it, like that is a guaranteed 
investment level book that like in 20 years, well, hundred percent. Absolutely. You're absolutely. You yourself, right. Roland said, you don't buy them for the, for the investment. No, not, I but, mean, yeah, but, but Dale, the, the value to... of the books isn't lost on us too. Yes. Right. You know, right. Exactly. So that's what I mean. You're, you, you can go, you know, have an experience like go rock climbing and you again that's an experience you paid for it you really can't take anything with you except the rock maybe you pull down for you know from it but there's really like the book you buy and then if it's uh, the right purchase you're going to be able to unload that at some point for what you paid for it or not much less or not much you know maybe more right yeah. so there's some inherent value it's going to hold it's not an experience buying a comic unlike moderns which you know they're dropped like a rock if it's not a key so the book's have value so you're buying them that it that for the me i buy them for the increase in value but at least they hold value as well right yeah absolutely you buy it today you turn around and sell it in a couple of weeks you might get your money back right you're not going to get not going to go down to nothing like a brand new car you know right. and, and and where the market is right now like rohan you're you're absolutely correct it, it's down i don't think it's going to go any lower probably you know creep back up from here I don't think it's going to spike again, but I think it's going to no. gradually increase. I think everyone kind of learned their lesson from 2021. Yeah, I mean, what about 2000 or 1997 and 94? I mean, well, yeah, uh, you know, what I, mean? I don't, like, I'm I don't hoping think it, that again, <laughs> it, it would be great right after I buy all these keys and they, oh, yeah. they go, up. but I don't for. think it's going to happen in the next couple of years. Right. I oh yeah. It, no. might be, it might be 10, 20 years. And again, like we said, like we're talking about, I'm talking about a 20, 30 year hold on this book. Yeah. Right. I'm not talking about, that's what I'm looking years. for. Yeah. Um, well, and so like, I can't, I can't answer your lose. question. Yes. At the end of the day, to me, it's more important to own the piece of history than it is about the investment value. And like, for instance, like I, if, because of Hulk one and the price it's at, like if I found a 0.5 that I could afford and it, it made me happy, I would be on board with 0.5. My point is that I'm not lost on the value and the value of it. And you know, it ha is tied to its rarity, its significance and so on and so forth. And that's what makes it more desirable yeah. to me, right? And so, like, it makes it me want to have it more because I know that it's there's a demand because that's why because of the significance involved because of the rarity involved. So, you know, while I, at the end of the day, I'm not looking for my comic books to be my retirement plan. I want to own history, but the things that I'm gravitated towards are the things that like are always going to be liquid books. Yeah, exactly. And that for me, Hulk number one, it's got both, right? It does got the investment value. You know, I'm not going to deny that. Um, and at this point, it's probably just going to go up. So it's a good investment. But I'm buying it, you know, and it's my grail. I know that's not everyone's, you know, ultimate grail, but it's mine because of the the sentiment of nostalgia and all that um, aspect of it, too. And I just, I love that character. I love all the books. And that's the one I, I want. Yeah. Now, what is Hulk 1, what's it going for in that price and the, the grade you're thinking about? So, um, you know, I, I've been doing my research, watching the trends, you know, it, the price, the prices come down quite a bit in 2021, you know, uh, a, a couple five fives sold for around, you know, in between 55,000 to 60,000. Wow. Um, you know, and people were saying all oh, these bigger books, these bigger keys, you know, these ultimate grail books aren't going to drop like the others. They didn't at first, there was a lag. But then I yeah. noticed, okay, you know, wh where a lot of the other keys were dropping in value, like last summer, you know, where the Hulk one, it actually took until about January to drop in value. But uh, then I, there's some recent sales of some five fives. It's only around 30,000. And I, I bet that has also more to do with like just the state of the economy, right? There's not yeah. as much people out there that have 
tens of thousands of dollars to spend. And I think that's a lot of it's tied to that. But yeah, I, I agree with you. It's like, so anyways, go on. Sorry, I cut you off. Uh, but, uh, you know, so we, we've seen like a 5.5 five drop almost, you know, a half, half. 50, 50% in value, right? And and same thing with about a, a 3.0. You know, 3.0s were going for, you know, about 30,000 in 2021. Now it's, it's you know, 15, 16. Yeah. Jesus. I, I still, still not I, cheap. I, yeah. No, it's still not cheap, but, uh, you know, I think it's, I think it's a great time to buy it. So, yeah. I, you know, that's, I, I'm glad I waited up, oh, although actually I, I should have bought it in 2018 when I started, you know, collecting. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it, instead of buying all these keys in the Hulk 181, you know, I should have just jumped in on a, because it was even cheaper back then, but you know, I, I didn't know, we, I didn't know the boom was going to happen, you know? No, and that's what we did when we got in was just slowly buying those $50 books or $100 books <clears throat> and then realizing, oh, what Rohan did, sold most of those to buy the keys because we should have just bought them all at that time. Yeah. Buy what you want in the beginning as opposed to like piecemealing it. And uh, But, it's you know, you get in slow because you don't really – it's a new hobby, right? When you go fishing or, you know, you don't just jump in and buy the best rod and buy a big boat to go, you know – you just kind of go slow and then you realize you spent a bunch of money on stuff that no longer needs. So then you just luckily with the comics, you can trade them or sell them off and get some of your money back. And then, you know, like Rohan turn it into something else. And um, hopefully you'll be able to find more Thunderbolts, you know, 449s, Incredible <laughs> Hulk, turn it into Hulk one. <laughs> yeah, like I said, awesome. you know, I, I'd be willing to trade uh, probably not any of my Hulk books, but I'd be willing to trade some of my other grails. Um, I, I got a couple I'll show you here. You know, like if I go to the con or, or you know, another comic book shop that I find a Hulk one at, you know, and, and they're willing to trade some of the, I definitely cash plus trade. That'd be great. Uh, this one, I, this is, I'll show you my top five grails if you guys got time for oh, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we've got a 194 to 9.8. Damn. Actually, actually, I'll show you my top five grails. I, I'll show off here. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, this is another one that in a 9.8. You know, the price is like three or four times the amount yeah. from a nine six, right? Yeah. The first Black Cat, which it, you know, that nineties uh Spider Man show, like Black Cat was a was a big part of that one. Did you buy yeah. that graded or did you send that in? No, I bought it graded. Oh, okay. And this was one of the first ones I bought back in twenty eighteen. And I'm glad I did because the the value went way up. Yeah, what, no, yeah. Yeah. Damn. I got yeah, uh, I, think I, I think I see that book regularly for around four K. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last time I checked, it was around there, thirty-eight to yeah. hundred to four thousand. I got an Invincible One. It's it's a uh, it's a only a nine six, but uh, still it's a yeah. This is another one. A nine eight is like like around four to five thousand, where the nine six is you know around fifteen hundred or, yeah. or less. It's crazy. My That's... my ASM three hundred. The Venom Nine, six. custom label. Yeah. First Venom custom. This is one. Um, yeah, this is the one that probably got a couple spine ticks that, you know, I, I didn't want to send in because uh, I, I scared it would come back like a 9-2. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, totally. just being honest, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, my Hulk number two, which is a pretty pricey book. Yeah, yeah. Green Hulk. Um, it's it's you know i'm not that high of a grade but i'm i'm pretty happy with it maybe i might upgrade uh at some point you know i think that's my, a great look i get my five. old one yeah it's good looking um you know first 
first Green Hulk, you know. And then Toad one of my, man. yeah, first, first appearance of the Toad Man. <laughs> Dude, some of those Silver Age like villains, they're so corny, but I love it. I know. Uh, oh, I got my go. wow. Fantastic Four, forty-eight, and a uh, yeah, and an 8-0, which this is one of the first um, Grails that I bought too. Right, I, I bought. I bought the, the ASM 300. I bought um, this one, FF48, and that black hat um, right off the bat when I first got into it. I'm happy with that. Although, so let me get your opinion, Rohan. I, I really wish they put the cover of FF49 on on FF48. I mean, yeah, I mean, the FF... cover does nothing for me on this. Oh, one, see, right? I, so I will say, so, and I told JP this story. So, 49 is is clearly the better cover. Like I think oh, 49 yeah. is is in the top 10 greatest Silver Age covers there is. Yeah. Absolutely. It's awesome. It's beautiful. Um that being said like when I got my Fantastic 448 like and just like holding it, I was just like, you know, this cover is better than I appreciated that I thought I would. Like I don't know, maybe it's just cuz it's how iconic it is. Um but I really I do I think 48's a great cover, but I agree that 49 is is definitely the better cover. But like, if I had to pick one, I'm picking 48 because it's the first full appearance. Silver oh, yeah, Surfer. absolutely. It's got uh, a higher value. Yeah, it's sure. the money book. It's no doubt. But but on my wall, I display my 49. Yeah. Um, and versus my 48 because it's it's aesthetically, I, it's so much more awesome. It's got yeah. the you know the the black and the reds and and the kind of Galactus and green. And it's got Silver Surfer. Yeah, it's, 48. It's, yeah. 48 doesn't have either of them on the cover. Yeah. So. No. And then That's obviously one. my. The, the grail that I own, I already showed you my Hulk yeah. 181. Now, what's that in is that my, in some type of special case as well as the yeah, CGC? This is a, no, yeah, it's CGC, but then it's I got another custom case, you know, just to hang it on the wall with. Yeah. Um, real quick, I want to ask you about two books I can see behind you. So I have SS4. What is your grade there on that SS4? So I got I got a couple SS4s. That's a 6.5. Nice. And then I also have a... Um, a one five restored okay. now so that's another one that my 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 local guy you know 50 bucks he had that it, i mean it was it's a pretty trancy copy you know came back as a one five restored we didn't notice there was some glue on it but for 50 bucks totally I'm taking it yeah I'm yeah it. and then the other one that i want to get that i don't have is that ff12 what's the grade you got there on it oh so that's a uh, a 5.0 oh yeah that's what i want yeah, and that's a great one. That's that's the first Hulk outside of a. It's the first main title character outside of its own title. It's the first yeah. uh, meet of Hulk and Thing. Like, and then you know Hulk and Thing have battled so many times. Like, I mean, it is. And that, and then to add like that color by Kur or that cover by Kirby is Kirby. Yeah, it's so awesome. Fantastic. I mean, top five Silver Age book cover right there. Yeah. Oh, it, it's fantastic. Yeah. What one of my one of my and, and then my. Tales to Astonish. I just yeah. upgraded this one. I, you know, I, I went for it. I probably paid a little too much, but you know, that is, that's my favorite cover. My number it's one all time one. favorite cover. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Which uh, one is it? Tales to Astonish. Tales to Astonish 93. Right. Silver Server with like the whole grabbing onto him. So I have that. I've yeah. actually traded oh. mine away and I do oh, want to yeah, hopefully, yeah, yeah. I do want to hopefully reacquire it again. So I, I had a, and I got it right here. I had a, I have a uh, five, five. You know, but uh, it just, I love it. But I, I wanted a, a higher grade just because it's my favorite cover. Um, just 
Marie Severin's the, the artist on this one. Just underrated artist, my, I would say. Is, absolutely. He's got killer stuff. Absolutely underrated. And my two favorite characters, just, you know, the fire behind them. It's just a just classic, awesome, yeah. my, my favorite cover. Yeah. Now, are there any modern, which meaning, let's go copper, bronze, Hulk books? All right, I guess you can put 180, 181, but any ones in the 90s that you have graded or cherish from that from since you since you got back not since since you were collecting as a kid is there any ones that came out that you like 344 you mentioned 340 is there any other ones besides those you know um i've i've got a bunch of i'll show you one of them here i got a bunch graded i've got like the the first red hulk graded in a nine eight um you know which has gone up in value recently with with harrison ford going to play that character in, in the thunderbolts um another one that, that I really like is is Hulk 441, um, and it's the Hulk oh, yeah. Fiction homage with mm-hmm. She-Hulk on there. I love that cover. Every time I and this it's a pretty cheap book still, right? Every time I see it in in a shop, I I'll buy it, you know, for ten bucks or something. It's 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 really cool. Yeah. What about uh, Hulk? What is it? Three seventy seven. First uh, when they yeah. combine Smart Hulk and Dumb yeah, Hulk. Yeah, the Intelligent Hulk, right? And yeah. And, there's um and there's three versions of that one right there's and this was like before variants was a, a big yeah the different print right? runs yeah and uh and i've got the i've got the first print, print and the second print but i don't have the third print so That's, i think we talked about that one because i have one and two because that was my favorite cover it's the old keown keown yeah i think is the name of it and you know i couldn't believe how much the third print is and it's just like, you know, you could spend a couple hundred bucks on that, or do you want to just keep that money aside and get your Hulk one? You know, like there's yeah. tons of stuff that can defray you from getting to your 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 grail. So, so, so um, two things I was going to say, too, since you said Red Hulk. Um, one, I, there, I, again, I'm not a modern guy, so like I feel like there's like multiple Hulk characters right now. Like there's like the Red Hulk, there's obviously Bruce Banner Hulk, and then I think there's one called like Maestro or Mastro, and then like okay, there's yeah. Sun, and then like I have no idea who all these people are. Yeah, uh, no, I, I, I've read them all, right? You know, I, I when I buy the book, you know, the the whole books, I read them. Um, yeah, it took me a while to to figure it all out too. But uh, I mean, essentially, Hulk has a bunch of different personalities, right? Um, you know, Bruce Banner when he, when he got into the the Peter David era where he was writing the stories kind of explored like the multiple personalities that, that Bruce Banner had and like, and those were manifested in, in different Hulk personalities too. That's where like the gray Hulk came from Joe fix it. Um, yeah. you know, savage Hulk, intelligent Hulk. So then do you, so I know a lot of people are not happy with the current version of the MCU Hulk. No, they don't like yeah. that. They've taken away like the savageness of them. Are you in that? Right. It, yeah, I, I am because even when, you had like the intelligent Hulk and the gray Hulk were, who were a little bit smarter. They were always still just brutal and savage. They, they kind of made like Hulk in the MCU now since like infinity war, he's like the big cuddly teddy, teddy bear, you know, um, version. And he was never like that. That's not true to the comics, which yeah. I think is, has really made a lot of people mad. Even this intelligent Hulk, you know, just was pretty savage. Yeah. I always liked the gray Hulk. Cause he was, he wasn't as strong as Green Hulk, but he was smart and just kind of like, kind of a dick, you know. Like he just didn't care; <laughs> exactly. he was just doing his own thing. Care, yeah. But not as strong. Green Hulk is the strongest, <laughs> right? But I mean, like a difference of can he lift seventy-five tons versus a hundred tons? Like those yeah, cards yeah. would say in the back, and you know, he still was kicking some ass. So, 
So, so the, the only one that's really different, the Red Hulk is um, Bruce Banner's father-in-law, General Ross, yeah. Thunderbolt Ross, right? And and that's who Harrison Ford's going to play. Um, but then Maestro is actually an alternate version of the Hulk in the future. So it's like oh, the Hulk okay. gets old. It's like Got a thousand it. years in the future. Got it. So and, what and, about Abomination? He was another one in the movies. I don't know how he came about exactly. I know his first appearance roughly was, but... Is that roughly how he came about? And then did they play him right yeah. in the movies or no? No, absolutely played. He was accurate in, in that first Hulk movie um, in 2008 with Edward Norton. Not um, accurate with She-Hulk, though? Not accurate with She-Hulk. No, he, <laughs> he's always been pretty savage and brutal. Um, but that's why I like that 2008 movie, because that was pretty comic book accurate. The Edward Norton one? The Edward Norton Dude, one. Dude, I think it's right. totally underrated. I love that movie. Me too. Me too. I, I love that movie too. And probably just I'm biased because I, I like Hulk. But uh, but what so, about... yeah, Abomination, first appearance, Tales to Astonish, 90. And then the first cover was 91. 91. And Yeah, and, and that's actually like Hulk's you know, over the longevity of the Hulk series, that's his biggest um, arch Rival. nemesis, and, and he fights the the most. What about Leader? Yeah, and, and Leader too. Okay. Um, which is, I think, Tales of Astonish 62 was his first appearance. Um, yeah, that Edward and, Norton movie always got me hyped because, like, you saw the guy becoming the leader, but then they never went anywhere yeah. with it. And, and, but um, he never actually fights the leader because the leader yeah. is just... He, tiny. You know, he's tiny he's weak he, he doesn't have any you know strength or power right he's yeah. just smart and he, he outsmarts the hulk and you know and and sends all of his goonies to to go fight the hulk yeah yeah i'm looking forward to them bringing him into it at some point because <clears throat> i i remember when that was teased in 2008 um so i i did like the first hulk movie with uh what was it eric banna was his name no, i did like no, that JP, one no <laughs> And Nick Nolte's uh, in it. He's like, yeah. God damn it, Chewbacca, I'm going to, you know, like, he was supposed to be Han Solo. You know that Nick Nolte was supposed to be Han Solo? Oh, I, I, know that. I, yeah, I, I heard that. that, yeah. Yeah, he was like, God damn it, Chewbacca, I, you know. I, I like that movie. It, uh, that one is actually pretty comic book accurate, but uh, just the style, I think the An An uh, Ang, Lee, Ang Lee, you know, directed it, you know, and just the style there, it's not for me, but... Uh, you know, as far as the story and, and the characters are pretty comic book accurate. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a good movie. I mean, again, in the early 2000s, we didn't have very much that was good until Iron Man came out. And, and in my opinion, that changed the dynamic going forward. Um, most of the movies prior to that were some were good, like, you know, Amazing Spider-Man yeah. with Tobey Maguire. But the X-Men were good. But then they, they sort of dropped off, too, because they went they made so many damn movies. But yeah. That's what happens when you make too much of something. There's always there's always something to, to compare it to. Um, but I I just thought that first Hulk was I was happy to see the Hulk on screen. So yeah, that was back awesome. then. So, but no, um, I know we got to get going here. Um, it's almost about uh, hour. See, like you said, we say yeah. an hour, and then it goes hour twenty yeah. and just hour keep twenty, BSing hour thirty. Hey, we get going, and we go all day. But yeah, That's we got. Just, is there any way we could stop doing our regular jobs and just do yeah. this stuff, and people just pay us? <laughs> yeah, we we'll just talk know. all day. Pay us, yeah. people. I know. I, I, I want to get sponsored, like uh, mountain climbing, just so I can do that full time. Yeah. Now, but no, no one's sponsoring me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll we'll keep plugging at it. See what happens. Uh, you know, find more of those Hulk four forty nines and. You'll you'll uh, you'll pave your way right to Hulk one. That's that's crazy. Making yeah, I'll, I'll keep you updated on my on my journey here. You know, there's some cons coming up this year, and uh, I'll be on the hunt. Yeah, dude, we, I, yeah, we definitely want to hear if you get it. 
I will forward you on the Nerdbox information. You can look them up on Instagram if you want, but I'll forward them on to you. Like I said, he just got one a couple weeks ago. It's sending the CGC. Who knows how long that'll take, but um, who knows what he's going to ask for? Because I heard it was like a three gray, three O lower grade. Uh, so, so that's at, that's probably you, you know about right, right where I want to buy it. You know, as long as it presents well, right? I'm I'm okay with going with that lower grade. Um, you know, I'd, I'd probably take a, a 3 that presents well over a, or a 5.5 that, you know, it's a lot more expensive. And, you know, if it doesn't present well, yeah, you know, I'll yeah. take that 3.0. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully you find it. I'll forward that information to you. Hopefully we can help you out. And other than that, no, I appreciate it. Dale having you on. Uh, Hulk is one of my favorites as well. Um, and uh, like learning about your journey. Um, you know, hopefully you've. If you get that one, you got the whole set, all 800 calls. That's that's pretty uh, pretty <laughs> awesome. good. So. Yeah, well, I appreciate you guys having me on. You know, just uh, just an average guy here to here to talk shop. Don't think I'm yeah, a, love any it. expert yeah. or anything. So yeah, but, no, uh, this, is, this is what we want. I mean, this is what our podcast is about. It's just we just want to talk about comics. Like we don't have an agenda. We just want to talk. Yeah, yep. that's awesome. Yeah. So we appreciate having you on. We'll do this again soon, and maybe. You'll have an unboxing when you get that book in the next, yeah. hopefully, less than, than a year. So, awesome. It happens. For <laughs> All you, right. So. Right on. Thanks, Dale. Well, thanks, All guys. Right. See you, Dale. Take Appreciate care. It. We'll see everyone in the next pod, whatever number it is 17, 18. We never know. So, <laughs> like, see you next comment, time. Subscribe. All right. Peace out, everybody. Later, guys.